and welcome, welcome, welcome to our second episode of Spirits and Monsters of Old Seattle. Uh, when we left off, we had just talked to Jan Bach, local sailor, and we're going to begin investigating a mystery. Jan has been plagued by strange occurrences and needs the keen eyes and ears of the members of the library to get to the bottom of why. Now, the three gifted members of the library, Kaylin Teagan, Julian Benavides, and Sophie Inga's daughter, are going to be heading out to find out what they can. They have been carefully, meticulously crafting a plan for how they will absolutely, definitely get to the bottom of this. Right, everybody? <laughs> Not likely. That, that inspires my confidence. <laughs> roll to see if I'm getting drunk. Maybe. It'll be fine. Can I just roll to figure it out? No. That's that's absolutely not how the game works. No, bummer. All right. So at the start of every mystery, each character is going to gain an advantage. This is something that's inspired them. This is some training that they can fall back on. Maybe they've been practicing off screen with a firearm or reading an inspirational book or staring into the depths of a crystal ball. Or maybe you made a new friend who's just super cool and was uh, chatting with you about something and you can now fall back on that new knowledge. Uh, once during the course of a mystery, you can choose to use your advantage to gain two additional dice on a test, which could be the difference between passing and failing. Uh, Phoenix, what is Julian's advantage for this mystery going to be? Yeah, Julian has spent some time with his favorite fiddle, uh, which is a gift from Madame Lou. And uh, yeah, he has spent some time playing it and just kind of getting the rhythm going. Excellent. Uh, when you... <laughs> When you said he was spending time with his favorite fiddle, I couldn't help but think of that as a euphemism. <laughs> it just kept going. Not Sorry. where I was going with it, but, just you know. getting the rhythm going. Yeah, just... exactly. I have no jokes here. Uh, I, got, I got nothing to follow that up with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kalen, what? Right, no, hang on. Let me roll that back. Quinn, what is Kalen's advantage going to be? Uh... I got too deep in the game. Yeah. Uh, he is going to spend some time uh, down at the docks uh, sharing drinks with uh, various disreputable folks, asking about the ship, which we learned is named... What is it named? The, uh, the Fiskasoker. The Fiskasoker. Uh, and uh, kind of just uh, relaxing after uh, the sudden appearance of some very scary coins. Mm-hmm. Marvelous. Uh, so, last but never least, Erin, what is Sophie's advantage going to be? Um, She has a little journal of her mother's that's written in Norwegian. And um, sometimes she just goes and uh, reads some of the familiar passages and it kind of brings her comfort. And so she's done that. Now, is this journal where some of her sayings have come from? It. 100% is. Amazing. Yeah. 
All right. Now, to save you, our dear listener, we have gone through all of the preparation of purchasing equipment, a step that Vasen does at the beginning of each adventure. Uh, this is a lot of admin that you probably don't want to have to hear. So our players have successfully armed themselves with a few items bought around Ballard, uh, including a hurricane lantern, a set of simple bandages, and most importantly, an additional shotgun. I'm sure none of these will come up or be significant. It's fine. We got the gun and the bandages. What could, what could, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, nothing could go wrong. <laughs> uh, now, last but not least, Aaron, you had that amazingly good roll on your learning check while researching those coins last time. So you are actually going to begin this mystery with one additional advantage. Uh, you have an extra advantage called All That Glitters. So at some point during the mystery related to money, related to wealth, related to bribes or coercion, you can also use that advantage. Nice. Awesome. Now, our last bit of preparation, if you want to, you can go to the library and do a little bit of research, getting ready for what's to come. Yes. So yeah, I figured I knew whether that was going to be a yes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I'd i like to give it a shot, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what's the timeline like? We, we spend how much time? So like immediately after our meeting with Jan, mm -hmm. uh, we leave to go like chill out for a bit and then we meet back at the library that evening or what, what's, what's exactly going yeah. on? Time can be a little bit funny here. So it could be you did your preparation at the library beforehand. Uh, so doing your research and then going out shopping, uh, it's not necessarily an exact order of things. Okay. So you've generally got like a day or two kind of prepping and getting stuff going. Uh, Jan is just gonna go back to work and per his plan, pretend he doesn't know you since the other sailors are getting pretty suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how can we, um, like, should we go maybe talk to, is it Agda? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe go and ask her if, if she knows anything, you know, are there any books on old coins? Or does she remember any books about um, stuff that might help us regarding uh, the fact that it's on a boat, that this stuff is happening on a boat, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I will let each of you research up to one topic. Uh, Aaron, would you like to research the uh, ghosts or shipboard spirits or the mysterious coins? Um, I'll research the, the shipboard spirits, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Quinn, do you want to research mysterious coins? Yes, please. Uh, when you start asking for those books, you get a long, piercing stare from Agda's good eye. Oh no, I forgot to hide. <laughs> I'll be watching you, boy. Uh, okay. I'll just be reading. See to it that there are no folds in my pages. Uh, yes, ma'am. Good. Uh, she begins puttering about the library. Uh, 
getting books off of shelves, moving things around, uh, pulling things down, and soon starts piling up a few of the different books in front of each of you. All right, so Aaron, uh, you are going to be able to track down quite a bit of information here. There are countless stories of ghostly hauntings, creatures of the sea, spirits of ships. There is a lot of material that she's able to bring you. Uh, awesome. Can I get a learning test from you? Can... Are you joking? Zero successes <sighs> out of eight dice. That is... 13 dice that I have rolled tonight um, that have had zero zero successes. So this is going great. I know we, nothing. We, we we'll really did get through those uh, those successes early on. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I got to use up all your good ones during test rolls. Mm -hmm. uh, Quinn, could I get a learning test from Kaylin? Yeah. Uh, and you may take a plus two bonus on it. Plus two? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. Nope. Wow. Marvelous. Wait, that's not what? right. Uh, you have a condition penalty. Oh, right. Yeah. Because you so that... you're afraid as you do research. Yeah, I am. Uh, remind me how pushing works. If you succeed, do you still take the condition? You do. Okay. But you take it after you roll. Hmm. I'm tempted. I really want to know. About I am really points. tempted too, because I would get that many more dice, but I just don't know if it's worth it to start the mystery with a condition. I mean, Quinn's willing to start two down. It, well, yeah, but we know Quinn. They'll just be like, sure, <laughs> give broken. me all the conditions until I die, and then I'll keep taking conditions. <laughs> Was it a collapsed chest and. <laughs> bowling ball to the chest essentially and they're yeah, like yeah right. let's keep going we don't even know what terrible conditions kaylin's gonna get yet yeah. spoilers for the future uh so unfortunately the two of you sort of fall down a rabbit hole uh there are oh, a lot of books here true to life yep i uh, figured that research rabbit hole would feel familiar mm-hmm uh, you come across books about spirits. You come across books about sea monsters. There are a lot of stories about ghosts appearing on ships and haunting them if they have unfinished business. But you can't quite seem to find anything that resonates with the story that Jan described. There's just nothing here that quite lines up. You might be able to come back later after doing some investigation and try again, uh, but I will leave that up to you. Great. Uh, Quinn, as Kalen starts to really dig into some of these books, there's just a cold feeling that goes down his spine. Uh, it, it could be there's just something unsettling here. It could be the evil eye that Agda has had laser focused onto you the entire time. Or how occasionally Thorn gives you a very, very striking look. Like this dog is watching you. Wait, what? I thought Thorn and I were bros. You are, but now you've got books in hand. Oh. <laughs> 
Do I, is she doing the same thing to me? Nope. No. Okay. Do I notice this, that she's pointedly like, Oh yeah. Him? Yeah. No, it, it is no secret that she has given him the hairy eyeball. Mm. I mean, while, while you guys are doing your research, I mean, I leave the, the book stuff to the nerds. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, I've got Thorne's face between my hands and I'm just giving him all the, you know, the face and ear rubs <laughs> and he is a very good boy. He's a very good boy. Uh, they probably send you out to go grab some food occasionally. Uh, you are able to kind of spend a little bit of time practicing your fiddle. Like you've got just some time to relax while they're digging into things. Jeremy, and obviously getting some get dog some, time too. Get some lunch with me if you would. Got to keep the strength up for these as they're doing all of this nerd stuff that they're really, really good at. <laughs> Galen isn't like particularly good at nerd stuff. He just was giving it his best shot. Now, That's what's important is you try. Aaron, as you are just about to wrap up, uh, you happen to spot something. Uh, one of the books that Agda had gotten out for Kalen had actually fallen under his table uh, and had gone unnoticed in his search. It wasn't me, I swear. Well, I will definitely pick it up and hope that Agda didn't notice that he dropped one. <laughs> uh, I think it has gone unnoticed. Uh, do you give that one a looking over as well? Yeah, of course. Uh this one is kind of interesting. It talks about old folklore related to magical gold coins. In the story, they are called Dragagul, or Dragon's Gold. Uh, they are a handful of beautiful ancient coins with the faces of kings and mythic beasts that have been worn away over centuries and by many hands. This feels exactly like what you've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in game terms, uh, you learn that the Dragagol, uh, which is definitely what this is, uh, is a pouch of magical coins. Uh, these coins can be invested and reap wealth. So, sort of like the story of planting dragon's teeth. Uh, if a character invests the Dragagol, they will gain plus two wealth. They may instead choose to spend the Dragagol during a mystery to automatically pass any test to purchase equipment or to get aid within the Game Master's discretion. No buying cannons or towns. <laughs> Wait a minute. But don't we get a penalty or anything for it? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> can Quinn? Uh, I mean, I'm looking at a bunch of failed dice rolls, like, mm -hmm. and we learn exactly what the coins do. That mm -hmm. seems suspicious as hell. Don't worry about it. Uh, last but not least, a character could choose to spend the Dragagol on their headquarters, automatically gaining development points. What? Uh, development points effectively work like XP for your headquarters. So they let you get new things and get benefits in between mysteries. Now, all that said, there is a risk when these coins are used by a human. Uh, there is a chance that the user 
becomes the subject of a Vasan's obsession. Sounds hot. So, use the... I'm kidding. Please cut that out. Nope, that's in. God damn it. Uh, so, use them at your own discretion. Hmm. Now, again, these are not something you have yet. How? Oh, okay. I was about to ask how many of these pieces we have. Do We don't know that yet. Uh, I will let you know each of you would be able to get this item at the end of the mystery as payment. Right, because that's what that's what Jan found, mm-hmm. right? Payment, uh, right? Right, and that's what he spent to make his way from Sweden all the way to Seattle, uh, right. and basically like lived it up, going cross country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also do all recall none of his supernatural troubles happened on the journey; they only right. occurred it was out when here. He got on the boat. Huh interesting all right now armed with this knowledge what will you all do um well we need to did we decide what like uh what our tactic was gonna be are we just gonna go talk to the guys on the boat or and like Uh, try to butter them up a little bit and then see if we can get any information or can we do additional research now knowing what these coins are can we look into that specifically like if there's any like where would somebody go to like where are these typically found how are they i mean i don't know the answers to that but is that something that we can research so from jan's story he found them buried under a stump well, so does it say which Vossen will become obsessed with the user? Nope. Okay, well, so... Just a Vossen. Uh, Kaylin says, well, this, uh, I think, would explain what happened, is that one of the times they spent their money, they drew the attention of a Vossen uh, that uh, is now causing trouble for them. And either... The Boston was happy to watch for a while before their obsession grew, or perhaps the Boston only started paying attention to Jan uh, once he started spending money here. Right. I mean, I guess we should just go uh, out, at least just go out to the docks and then reevaluate, see if we see anything interesting when we get down there, and then you know, decide where to go from there, right? Sounds good to me. To our knowledge, has the crewman that had his arm broken, um, has he been replaced? Or are they a man short right now? You are unsure. Okay. Hmm. That might be something we can try to leverage. Um, yeah. Kind of nod towards Kaylin. You're probably the most, I mean, I'm pretty. You have bigger muscles than I do. And that's probably what they're going to need on a boat. How would you feel about that? Uh, I've always wanted to try my hand at sailing. That sounds fun. Do you think they will give you a job when you don't know anything about sailing already? Well, I suppose if they are a man down, perhaps they would. Strong. I, I have no idea. We could ask. <laughs> I mean, case in point, they did hire Jan. Mm. Very true. Mm-hmm. I don't suppose okay. they need entertainment on these ships, do they? I guess I could ask as well. 
Now, I did want to clarify, these are not deep sea fishermen. Yes, uh, I remember that as well. I'm thinking yep. people who have been out to sea for a while and they were out for like an hour. I mean, it was a couple hours. <laughs> I, I do remember so, that. Sometimes even like a day. So it's clearly oh, rough times. They've definitely got to see some ladies of easy persuasion. Mm-hmm. Got to find that rhythm. I get it. <laughs> We're going to get flagged as an explicit podcast, aren't we? That silence means yes. All right. So it sounds like the plan is to head down to the docks, check things out, and then maybe have Kaylin volunteer as a sailor. Yeah. All right. I think so. And uh, um, yeah, if uh, you want, feel free to invite them over to Madame Lou's. What I, what I don't understand about that is I don't have money. So I can tell them that there is a brothel, but they already know that. Yeah, but you have us. Are you... So you're offering to pay for an entire ship full of sailors to have a good time? No, no, but we we will be at the brothel to back you up when, you know, your new buddies from the ship show up and, you know, we will spot you to buy a couple drinks for them and stuff like that. It's not as if this is the first time I've, uh, you know, had to get you a discount. <laughs> I just I don't understand what the draw is. Like, come with me to a brothel. I won't pay for anything, but there might be some people there who buy you a couple drinks. I mean, free drinking is free drinking. Fair. Yeah, just in, just invite them for drinks and fun. <laughs> yeah, and you know what I could then... go for? <laughs> Rolling the hay. You guys want to come along? <laughs> this isn't weird at all for any of us. Oh Jesus. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Fantastic. All right. You make your way through the streets of Ballard, uh, heading down for the docks. Moored there is the Fiskasoka. It is a sturdy-looking fishing vessel. The smell of fresh paint and pitch comes from the ship, and the fishermen call out to one another as they attend jobs. Everything is kept very neatly organized. But you notice that the sails are currently being lowered down to the deck. You spot a large tear that's been ripped into them, which is likely why the Fiscus Oker isn't out on the Puget Sound right now. As the sails drop, you can't help but notice the ship's mast is a beautiful red cedar made from a different wood than the rest of the vessel. A barrel-chested blonde man with a beautiful beard woven into elaborate braids, points, oh, and orders sick. repairs. I have a while crush a, now. While a heavy-set man, heavy man in coveralls follows after him, speaking to sailors and pointing at nets and fishing lines in a sharp, snapping tone. What do you all do? Uh... I, I turn to well, my comrades and, and say, like, oh, is, uh, should I go rush up there? Um, well, let us wait a moment um, to observe a little bit and see if we can make any, um, get any information uh, before you enact your plan. Does that make sense? No, but I, I can wait. Okay, you go ahead and we will observe. Okay, sounds good. I, I jog <laughs> on up to the uh, the ship. 
Fantastic. You just want to go flirt with that guy with the freaking sick ass beard. Um, looking at <laughs> looking at the guy that you indicated there, does this guy looks in charge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The one with that like beautifully woven beard looks like he is running the show. Uh, that's probably the captain there, uh, Jakob. Um, just go tell him you heard somebody got hurt and see if you can maybe get the job. I guess. I'm on it. I go do that. All right. Uh, you walk over. Uh, a couple of the crewmen uh, kind of wave to you as you're hopping up. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to board the ship. Uh, I'm going to announce myself. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought you were yeah, just going yeah. right up the game plank. No, no, no. no. Smart. You said you were smart. very gung-ho. I wanted to check. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, like, I... I jog up to the ship but not onto the ship ah fair yeah uh, uh and so, i'll t- mm-hmm. take off my hat and hold it in my sands and say oh uh excuse me uh excuse me captain uh the blonde man uh pauses with some of his direction and steps over to the rail yeah uh to talk around the docks is that you're down a man any any chance you're hiring we could always use some strong hands here Oh, I have strong hands that I do. Uh, he runs a hand through this elaborately woven beard of his. Have you worked on a boat before? Had much experience? Pull in line. Uh, no, sir. Uh, just, uh, just a hard worker and uh, a quick learner. Well, we could always use more people who are both of those. Uh, feel free to come on up. Uh, I'll introduce you to my first mate and show you around. Oh, Oh, excellent. Uh, uh, Kaylin goes and jogs up and says, oh, and uh, I've, I've got a bit of Irish blood in me, or I've got a lot of Irish blood in me. <laughs> I'm Irish, so uh, I, I have quite a bit of good luck, too. Uh, Quinn, make an observation roll. Okay. One success on three dice. Okay. Uh, as you announce that you're bringing a lot of good luck uh, along with you, you notice a lot of the crew suddenly starts kind of looking back and forth. And then almost all of them start looking over at Jan, who's on the other side of the ship, just like tying up some lines and straightening up some fishing uh, gear. Uh, I thought that might be the case. Uh, and uh, I pretend not to notice. Excellent. Uh, Captain Norland leads you over to his first mate. Uh, he is a th- thick, pear-shaped man named Olaf Borson. Uh, he has a very bushy gray beard, uh, is wearing coveralls, uh, and has a strong smell of pipe smoke and tobacco about him. So you don't have any experience sailing or fishing, is it? Uh, no, not at all. But uh, like I told the captain, I'm, I'm a quick learner. Just uh, point me at what you need doing, and I'll do it. Quinn. Yeah. Make a manipulation test. Okay. Uh, can I get a bonus for mentioning good luck? <laughs> Not in this particular instance. Okay. One success on three dice. <laughs> okay. Uh, after a moment or two, Olaf is kind of tapping his nose. He's puffing away at a pipe. Hmm. Yes, yes. Hmm. Hmm. What you working over on the lines? 
Uh, go talk to Yawn over there. Uh, aye, aye. He'll, he's one of our newest. He'll walk you through. Uh, <laughs> I'm on it. Uh, and, uh, uh, Kalen's gonna, uh, quickly make his way over to Yon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, before Yon can say anything, he's gonna introduce himself as if this is the first time they're meeting. Okay, excellent. Uh, hi there, my name's Kalen. Uh, the, uh, first mate just, uh, said I- I'm to help you with some, uh, lines. Oh, hello. I am Yon. Uh, we have definitely not met previously. That is uh, true. Yes, excellent. I'm going to help you do the fishing setup. Brilliant, thank you. He nods really enthusiastically, like he is sure this is working perfect. Yeah, yeah, I give him a little wink. <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> uh, so, you are able to kind of ease in amongst the crew. Uh, you also learn one very important thing. Everybody on the boat is looking forward to the end of the day because they are going to be visiting the Brunswick this evening. What's the Brunswick? Uh, The Brunswick is one of the most popular bars here in Ballard, uh, and they are going to be getting drunk on beer and aquavit all evening. Cool. Uh, It is basically the local bar amongst the fishermen. Uh, Although Ballard has a lot of options for bars, but this is sort of like the really nice one. Uh, but it's for fish. It's where the fishermen go, and it's a really nice one. Well, as far as they're concerned. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, so uh, that that'll be a, a chance for uh, Kalen to kind of lay the seeds for this this plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is it? Uh, sorry, out of character. Is it typical for this sort of thing to be paid at the end of the day? Uh, this would probably be at the end of the week. Ah, uh, okay, but since, uh, since right now they're not actually going to be able to sail today, since they're doing repairs. Oh, okay. Uh, so the the sailors are going to go there without having been paid today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, shoot. <laughs> I, I was going to say something about spending my first paycheck buying a drink for them or something, but uh, uh, okay. Well, yes, I was going to say you would need a paycheck for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he's going to go. Uh, make an excuse to stand by the rail uh, near where he knows his companions are waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to say very loudly, Oh, uh, Aquavie, you say? Uh, you know, I've never had Aquavie, but you know, I hear they have really great Aquavie at... What's... Sorry, what's... what's the Brunswick. Uh, Ju- no, Julian. No. Oh, sorry. Julian's place? Uh, Madame Lou's Sporting House. Oh, yeah. I hear they have great Aquavie at Madame Lou's Sporting House. Now, do you remember, that is going to be in Seattle, so they would have to take boats over there. Oh, right. Oh, wait. No bridges. Where are we? You're in Ballard. Oh, I didn't know that. We can, yeah, maybe we can do the, the, let's just go with the Brunswick for now. All right. And we'll try to. If it's not going to fly, don't force it. Hmm? Yeah, fair enough. So I'll go to the, the first part where I go to the edge and I say, oh, the Brunswick. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I'll, is it all right if I join you all? Uh, they are enthusiastic to have you there. Brilliant. Okay. So that, that was me trying to clue in the, the other two, that that's where <laughs> we were going. Uh, now, 
can I get a vigilance test from Julian and Sophie? Get a, a witch test, sorry? Vigilance. That is zero successes on three dice for Julian. Hey, one success on seven dice. Uh, so Julian is kind of swept up in everything. There's a lot of activity on the docks. There are people coming, people going. Uh, there are people who are yelling, trying to get your attention. Uh, however, uh, Aaron, Sophie manages to spot aboard the Fiskasoker that the first mate is kind of hovering around uh, Kalen. Uh, he's always sort of lurking somewhere and seems to be kind of watching him. I don't get a chance to notice that. Uh, you uh, were busy talking to the crew. Okay. Uh, so you weren't able to kind of see things from the perspective that they were down on the dock. Okay. I don't really have any way to, I mean, I'll tell Julian this, like, you know, keep an eye on that guy. Um, but I don't really have any way to notify Kalen. So I guess I'll just try to, how long is, how long is he going to be here before? Uh, he'll probably be able to get a break around lunch. Uh, and then be heading out in the evening. Okay. Um, is there a place that Julian and I can sort of hang out like a cafe or something? Um, and just, uh, where we might be able even to see the boat, that would be I mean, useful. It's, it's Seattle, right? There's got to be at least three Starbucks within walking distance here. Right. Tragically, exactly. this is before Starbucks has been invented, and Ballard no! isn't technically Seattle. Um, Curses. But there are a few spots that you can stop along the docks. Um, there are fishmongers who are selling their wares. There are various places uh, selling cold drinks, or as cold as they can get. Uh, and so there are places selling some beers and things like that. So there's a few options around. So, yeah, I think we should just, um, you know, kind of hang about uh, inconspicuously, I would say, uh, until um, Kalen can take a break and then, um, you know, we'll catch his attention and, you know, kind of regroup with him like in an alley or something, maybe. Yeah, Julian, dressed to the nines uh, and holding his violin, uh, pouts when you mention inconspicuous. But oh, yeah, I know right. that's not your forte. It really is not your strong suit. No, no, it's not. But okay, I understand. Understated is there's a time and place, I suppose. You will get your chance tonight, probably. Uh, excuse me, barman, can I get a mimosa? <laughs> what? Uh, so, Caleb, you are uh, given a little bit of a tour of the ship. Uh, it is a 60-foot-long uh, sailing ship, and you can very quickly tell that it has been lovingly cared for. Uh, the decks are clean, everything is well-painted, all the lines are kept tightly wrapped, all of the fishing nets are mended, uh, there are hooks and tools and barrels of fresh water around. Like, this is a ship that has clearly gotten a lot of love. You also notice something a little bit odd. 
That mast is completely different than everything else on the boat. Uh, it is made out of red cedar, uh, and it actually has what looks like some rough-cut saw marks at the base where it's been attached to the Fiskasoker. Interesting. Okay. I ask about that. Uh, who do you ask? Uh, one of the crewmen, Olaf, or the captain? Uh... So I'm not going to, like, take a break to mm -hmm. go bother my superiors. Well, so I'm I just mean, it's gonna... not a big ship, though, so it's something that you could just ask in passing as people are walking around. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I think uh, Kaylin's just going to ask, and whoever's nearby and can answer uh, can do so. Just like, oh, hey, that's strange. I, I noticed the, the mast is quite different than the rest of the ship. All right, you happen to uh, ask that as Olaf is hovering around. Uh, he puffs on his pipe a few times. That happens to be one of our luckiest days. Uh, we got in a bad wreck. Uh, got caught out in a storm. And unfortunately, our mast took some bad damage. Well, we were looking in a bad way. We were far out, empty coastline, no mast, no sail. And what do we see out in the fog? But an old wreck, another fishing boat. Uh, captain spotted it, said it was the Lachsager. Well, we go take a look, and wouldn't you know, the mast, perfect pristine shape. This beautiful red cedar. Captain says it's the luckiest find he's ever made. So, we managed to get it off their ship, get it onto ours, make it home in time for dinner. Wow, that, that is incredibly lucky. About how long ago was that? Oh, that was... just a little over a month, I think. Oh, wow, so recent. Hmm. I... I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I, I go back to work. Uh, Olaf does kind of like pull you aside for one moment. I do want to warn you. And he stops puffing on his pipe for just a minute and pulls out a little sachet of tobacco and kind of tucks it into his upper lip uh, and begins kind of like sucking on that. Yeah. As you're working here, keep a weather eye. You see over in the shadows, right past that netting, and he points for you. And you look for a second, and you spot a brindled, raggedy-ass tomcat. That right oh. there is Tumble Tom. Oh! Do not pet Tumble Tom. He will <laughs> bite the shit out of you. Oh, uh... Great. Thank you for the warning. Mm. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say, never seen a rat on this boat. <laughs> he taps uh, the stem of his pipe to his nose. But uh, I have so... seen a man with nine fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Kalen laughs at that. Uh, he looks dead-ass serious. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, I see. You're... That literally happened. Good, good, good to know. Uh, and then Olaf kind of like, he isn't wearing a hat, but goes to like tip the brim of it. 
fumbles for a second and just touches the two fingers to his brow and then heads off back about his business. Okay. Uh, now, Quinn, at this point, could I get a vigilance test from you? Yeah. Uh, zero success on four dice. Excellent. Uh, you don't notice anything weird. Oh, cool. Nothing out of the ordinary happening. Brilliant. Uh, I yeah, not bring... that there was anything to notice in the first place. It's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. I, I go back to doing ship things. Uh, as you are working, you are just about getting towards your lunch. Uh, there are a few of the crew getting ready. Uh, there are a couple of folks talking about drinks tonight at the Brunswick. When you hear a sudden snap of a line breaking. And look up just in time to see one of the boom masts come swinging right at you. Uh, Would you like to try to dodge? Yeah. I figured yes, but I wanted to check. You're unpredictable. Just take it. Super impressed. Yeah, exactly. No. Right. This is how you fishermen. You just grab it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you may roll agility. Okay. One success on six dice. There you right. go. Uh, so you jump backwards, uh, and the uh, Kalen wears a hat, right? Yeah. Oh, his hat gets knocked off. Oh, uh, it was that close. Damn, my hat! Uh, but it flutters lightly down to the deck, uh, and you are okay. Uh, the boom kind of slows as it passes and kind of waves a little bit. Uh, the oh, quick thinking, I would like to look up at uh, where it came from to see mm-hmm. if I can spot like a basin uh, mm-hmm. that's invisible to other people. Sure. Uh, make for me a vigilance test. Okay. One success on four dice. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, so you look up, uh, up into the rigging, up into the area where the mast is. Uh, you're searching around. You don't see any sign of a Vossen. Okay. But what you do see is, of all things, a bird has made a nest on the top of the mast. Oh. Hmm. That's weird. Uh, it is a giant white and gray bird. Oh, oh God. Is it an albatross? Yeah, I wonder now, about that too. You do not have much knowledge of birds or avian creatures. But if you asked around, uh, you're pretty sure that's an albatross. Okay. Yeah, so what happens immediately in the aftermath of this tragic event? Uh, the crew rush over to make sure you're okay. Uh, Olaf immediately begins yelling about who tied off that line. And sure oh. enough, it's Jan. Oh, no. Oh, buddy. Uh, and Olaf just starts chewing him out. Uh, so he's just kind of hunkering down, sinking. Uh, and the first mate is just digging into him. Um, Are we seeing any of this? Um, From where you are, you just heard that snap. Uh, you mm-hmm. looked up just in time to see the boom swing down and Kalen just like leap barely out of the way. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kalen makes uh, 
you know, a little joke about, you know, his Irish luck, you know, he wasn't hurt by this. Uh, but it's certainly strange that that this happened, he thinks. Uh, and then he kind of goes back to what he was doing and, and kind of helps them sort out whatever needs to be sorted out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, later, uh, once things have quieted down a bit, he'll ask about the bird. Mm -hmm. Before too much later goes by, then uh, Julian will turn over to Sophie um, as we've just witnessed this thing happen. Because mm -hmm. we saw Kalen, actually, we, we saw him actually dodge out of the way. Yeah. Mm hmm. It was a near thing. Right. Whoa. Um should we should we go should we go check on him? I mean we could just say we were in the area and we saw what happened there and we're friends of his. We can just walk on up and make sure he's all right. Yes. Yeah? Yes, let's do that. That uh that caused me a great fright. Let's go and check on him. All right. Yeah, let's go. So yeah, I think we're going to head over to the ship and kind of, mm -hmm. kind of as uh, as Quinn was describing earlier, just kind of jog on up to it if uh, if mm -hmm. Sophie is able to keep up. That is, um, oh definitely. Hey, as long as she's I not have... reading at the time. Yeah, oh, it's, I've left my book back at the library. It's fine. Got it. Then yeah, we'll just kind of jog on up and until we get a little closer, and I'll call out, "Whoa, hey, Galen, you all right?" Uh. Kaylin is going to look up in horror and then rush over to the side and go, Oh, uh, friends, what uh, a coincidence to see you here. Yes, I'm fine. Uh, I, I'm, I'm working. Can you come back later? Oh, sorry, we were just in the area and we saw what happened. Uh, so we just wanted to uh, just check and make sure you were okay. Yeah, I just doing dandy. Give my uh, best salute to the uh, to the blonde bearded, uh, elegantly woven bearded captain. Mm -hmm. uh, permission to come aboard and check on our friend there. That 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 looked oh like uh, quite the hazard. <laughs> oh, he's shy. Uh, the Captain Norland kind of nods his head to you, uh, and then turns, Are you alright? Um, that wasn't his voice at all. Are you alright, Kale? Oh, yes, just, uh, knocked off my cap is all. I'm doing just fine. Uh, I, I guess my, my friends here are a little overprotective. You know, I, I don't feel like this would be in character for Julian, but just the way that this is being narrated, I kind of want to pick up the hat like and like do the whole mom thing where I kinda like spit on it a little bit and then like I mean, use it to wipe off your face. This is not out of character. You did clean his face when you first met him. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's okay, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah, you know what? Sunbrand. I do that. Uh, no, I, I try to stop you. I'm like, uh, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Bob, I'm with my friends. Sophie is like dusting you off, like like going around and making sure oh. that you don't have any like cuts or scrapes or anything. Like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I swear I'm fine. Please leave. I really hope they cut the edges off your sandwich just the way you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin, you forgot your lunch. I was literally I cut it on the diagonals, just like you like it, honey. <laughs> I was gonna ask before we started walking down there: Is there any way that I would have something on me that I could give to him and be like, "Oh, you forgot this"? 
It's your dignity. You forgot this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my job, probably. Like, they're probably not great with like the newbie having a bunch of friends show up and interrupt their work day. I mean, in fairness, a giant swinging boom has already somewhat interrupted the work day, as mm. had random holes being torn right. into sails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. The captain seems still in relatively good spirits. Um, at this point, all of you notice that Olaf is kind of eyeing Kalen a little bit suspiciously. Yeah, no shit. Uh, since the boom, not since your friends ran up to check on you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very subtle. Um, that is the word we all use for you. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I was told to be incognito um yeah inconspicuous running up and yelling your friend's name don't be suspicious don't be (laughs) suspicious (laughs) um we're a good team yeah no i'll I'll, uh i'll just uh i'll I'll turn to the to the captain again and uh i'm glad he's okay um does this sort of thing happen a lot around your ship? What's going That was, we were just going down getting our uh, morning mimos, uh pardon, ales, and, uh, and and heard the snap. My God, what, what happened? What's going on on this ship? It's a good uh, friend of mine. He could have been killed. Oh, my God. Captain Norlin kind of furrows his brow a little bit at this. Uh... There is nothing going on on my ship. Sometimes lines snap. It's fine. Yes, it's fine. fine. I'm fine. Thank. I'm not trying to interrupt the captain. I'm trying to back him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I turn. I turn back to Kalen. All right, honey. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for your concern and your visit. Goodbye. I'm like. I I'm think trying... he's fine, Julian. Let's go. Oh. Let Let us leave him alone to his little job. It's gotten to the point that Kalen is trying to like physically push you off of the ship. <laughs> Uh, before you do, uh, Phoenix, can I hey, get what's an that thing obs- over there? can I get an observation check from you? Observation, I can do that. Remember, observation is the noticing things about people check. Wow. But not for you. Yeah, that is zero mm-hmm. successes on seven dice. As uh, Sophie and I continue our run of uh, hot dice rolls tonight. Uh, yep. Do you want to push that? Uh, let's see. That would be. Can I give them uh, actually, uh, Sophie, if you wanted to do an observation check, I'd let you do one as well. Uh, same for you, Caitlin. The three of you are all part of this conversation. I'm just gonna say hey! I'm, I'm the specialist here, and I'm gonna be the only one who fails right. this, aren't I? Right. Uh, one success on six dice. And yep. Yep. Uh huh. Marvelous. One success on three wow. Dice. Wow. Uh, so, Julian. I'm still just distracted by that schmutz on your face that I'm keeping you trying to wipe off. You are too concerned about Kaylin to notice the effect your comment had. Uh, but in addition to his brows furrowing, uh, you noticed that Captain Norlin looked a little uncomfortable when you asked what is going on here. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's almost as if this guy's in charge of a bunch of superstitious sailors. <laughs> well, <laughs> perhaps he, perhaps he has a reason to think that 
the issues are not necessarily Jan's fault and they have some other source, which means maybe it's not only Jan's fault. I don't know. There could be other possibilities. All right, so we can skip ahead a bit. Uh, Kaelin very, very apologetically ushers the two of you off the boat that he is trying to work on. Yeah, uh, he's going to work extra hard mm-hmm. now because, like, he's worried that that was super weird for everyone. And just you. Uh, make a manipulation <laughs> check for me to see okay. how much you can put everyone at ease. Okay. Nope. Zero successes on three dice. Um, you do your best, but the mood of the crew has soured a bit. Uh, where people uh, were kind of joking, they were a little lighthearted before. It's definitely taken a little bit of a, like, oh no, kind of turn. Uh, oh, you no. hear a couple of people just barely murmuring, like, oh, he's going to wind up like Harold. I bet he's going to be over at the Salmon Bay Church before long. Okay. Uh, do they? Are they trying to do that quietly, or can I ask, like, who is Harold? You think that they were just kind of talking amongst themselves, but when you ask, they say, like, "Well, Harold was another sailor on the ship," and they kind of give a little bit of a side eye at Jan. Was he got badly hurt? Oh, no. uh, a boom fell just like what happened to you but he wasn't so lucky his arm got real bad broke oh, captain no. got him to the pharmacist but he's healing up over at the church sometimes they take in mill workers or sailors who are part of the congregation well uh as, as you said he's not as lucky as I am so I'm sure I'll be fine they kind of nod but their hearts aren't in it and they're like we're <laughs> gonna die. <laughs> Great. We're fucked. All right. So the rest of your shift is uneventful, though. Uh, okay. No more catastrophes. Nothing else going on. Uh, and you are able to meet up with Sophie and Julian during a break for lunch. Okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> so. So. Hey, you're you you're you're okay, man. Yeah. Yes, yes. That I'm was some fine. shit. Yeah, but I dodged it. Why did you come? I'm worried that, like, I'm not going to be able to keep this job if I keep Mom and Dad, you're going to blow my cover. Yeah, exactly. Um, with, with that weird the guy. It was corner, never so. for you to keep the job, Kalen. Yeah, well, I'm I sorry. Got... Were you? Were you? Was this? Was this a? Was this a career choice of yours? I I didn't know about. I I should be supporting you in this. I no, I thought I would keep the job until the mystery is solved. Oh, that if if if, if that's if that's your choice, then that's fine. But I'm sure you could, if you set your mind to it. I know you could hold this one down. fishing podcast now. <laughs> you thought it was horror and the supernatural? No, we're just going salmon fishing. Yeah. Kalen just like he he like pinches the bridge of his nose like he has a headache. No, I this isn't a career choice. I I thought that me having access to the ship would be helpful during our investigation, but 
I don't necessarily need to keep it after this uh, mission is over. I just, I think it's awfully suspicious that the new guy who's been asking questions around the ship just so happens to have two other friends that show up in the middle of his shift. Oh, oh don't worry about it. I, I guarantee you the captain found me adorable. <laughs> yes, you are very adorable, Julian. But uh, we won't, we certainly won't bother you anymore. It's just, uh, you know, it was very shocking um, seeing that happen. And, yeah. you know, we also, of course, wanted to get a better look uh, at what was going on up there. The The first mate seems to have his eye specifically on you for some reason. So do watch out for him. Okay. Uh, th- thank you. That's good to know. But now our cover is blown. There's no way that you could come up with your own... You couldn't like, show up and say, hey, we're from the library and we would want to investigate the ship now because now they know that oh. you're friends with me and that'll blow my cover. I'm just saying, now things are way more complicated. <laughs> that is a good point. He makes a good point, Julian. <laughs> that is a good point. It's fine. Por que no los dos? We can be both. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I was also going to tell you that we're going to this bar named... Uh, the Brunswick. The Brunswick tonight. And I thought since I don't have any money, that maybe you two could show up and buy some drinks for them. But that'll seem awfully suspicious now. Uh, uh, suspicious to buy drinks from the crew that made sure you were okay? Yeah, well, I suppose we, we, we could work it. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure why you would be there. Uh, hmm. Because Perhaps we're your friends we and you invited some... us? Perhaps we need some sort of pretext to uh, mix in these circles, um, aside from just you, oh, since oh, you... Why don't... Uh, okay, how about, how about this? Um, Julian, could you mm. go there early and see if you can uh, offer to put on a performance tonight? Oh, that is a good idea. And then when I arrive, I'll act surprised. And uh, you will be busy doing your show. And so you won't immediately call out to me and reaffirm this <laughs> connection that we have. I mean, I'd be surprised to find myself in that establishment too, but. <laughs> I mean... Oh, oh, wow. That's, um, but I mean, I mean, it's a what plan. I mean, what tavern keeper, what business owner wouldn't want to have me perform in there? It, Precisely. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. And it's just true. hope, uh, just well. hope Madam Lou is okay and doesn't really like me, uh, you know, given a discount to the competition. There we go. Freelancing is a much better word. Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure she'll be understanding that it was uh, under the auspices of your work with the library and not uh you know uh you looking for work elsewhere oh, and Actually, as ever that, I sorry real quick free. to that point i'm gonna ask the gm we haven't really okay. talked about it specifically i mean is that something that lou would know like again how oh like, yeah sure the, people don't know, necessarily know about vasen but as far as like the library is that something that people know about like it's they may not know obviously the specifics of what we do there Mm-hmm. 
but is is the library Do known they know about? that we're members of it and that yeah uh so it is not super common knowledge in seattle it's much mm -hmm. more commonly known about in ballard okay uh in ballard you can kind of think of it like the i know a guy who knows a guy who works there uh okay. so it's the like you got something weird going on you you've had some stuff that you just can't explain all right, listen, I'm never going to talk about call. this again, but here's who you talk to. So that kind of like acknowledgement of something outside of the scope of the natural world while still kind of having blinders on and pretending it's not there. Mm. Okay. Um, some people in Seattle do know about the library. Um, they know it as a little bit more of kind of an esoteric organization. Uh, think kind of like the Masons or sort of like a slightly public secret society um mm -hmm. but with what you know about madame lou she very well might know about more details on the library she certainly knows that you work there okay she's got her fingers in a lot of pies so to speak yes <laughs> if you know what i mean sorry and i do that costs extra by the way but she gets a discount since she's the madam i should only be so lucky <sighs> <laughs> and Quinn. Yeah. Does Kalen mention the albatross? Uh yes. Uh did he get a chance to ask around about that? Uh yeah, he could definitely ask around about that on his shift. Uh the sailors believe that it is incredibly bad luck to bring any harm to an albatross, so they will not chase it off, uh, and they will not interact with it in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, when did it show up? They're not quite certain, uh, but they think uh, it must have been shortly after they got the new mast. Okay. And it just made a nest up there. Okay. Yeah, I, I tell them about that. Uh, uh, given your background as an academic, Aaron, would you like to make a learning test? Why, yes, I would. Thank you for asking. <laughs> hey. Hey, look. I can get successes. That's two successes on eight dice. Nice. Uh, you are able to successfully identify this bird. This is not just an albatross. This is a northern Pacific albatross. Ho, ho, ho. And you know this is actually highly strange. Uh, these birds can be found as far north as Hawaii but would be exceptionally rare in the Pacific Northwest. Did you mean as far south? No. As far north? Oh, yeah. No, Hawaii yeah. is the farthest north that they go. Uh-huh. So finding one in the Pacific Northwest is unusual. Uh, yeah, apparently that mast is new as well. Uh, apparently uh, during a storm they lost theirs, uh, but came across this wreck. Uh, with that mast on it. So they took the mast and uh, were able to sail back. And shortly thereafter, the uh, albatross made its nest up there. Uh, do I know anything about, like, red cedar or um, basically about, like, red cedar, you know, any mm -hmm. properties, like any supernatural properties of red cedar or... Um, anything about, yeah. Uh, nothing really jumps to mind for you. 
Um, it's not a necessarily like supernatural wood, like a rowan wood or an ash wood. Right. Uh, it's very, very common. It's a strong and resilient wood, uh, but easy to carve into. So it's used for tons of stuff. Uh, definitely something Sophie would see all over the Pacific Northwest. Right. Okay. Hmm. Uh, did they know um, when they picked up this, they said it was a wreck. Did they know how long it had been? Where Where was it? And how long had it been uh, broken up? Was it a recent wreck? Uh, or? They didn't say. I'll try and get some more information if I can, subtly. Yes, we will try not to interrupt you this time. Well, you mentioned that it was from, <laughs> I think I heard you say that it was from the Locksager. Oh, right. That they pulled it from? Oh, yeah. Quinn forgot about that bit. <laughs> uh, but Kaelin remembered. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was from a ship called the Loxiager. Um I'm sure we could find information about that in the paper somewhere, right? Oh, good idea. Uh, it sounds like you two have uh, something to do now. <laughs> yes, yes. We will go off and make our way to I, check on that instead. I, I, I like your... too, sco- too cool for school, Tegan. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. I pull your hat off once more and again try to wipe away some of the schmutz on your face. It's on there permanently. Have a good time with your new friends. <laughs> I think it might be on there permanently. You really should bathe more, but we'll talk about that another time. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> oh, before you go, uh, would you buy me something for lunch? I'm working really hard out there. <sighs> I will give him a little bit of money too. Hell yeah. Awesome. Please don't be seen with me, but I'll take some money. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The I true heart Sophie. of friendship. I turned to Sophie. Uh, Sophie, if you just give him the money, he's just going to have fun, Kaylin. <laughs> I can't help it. He's just so cute and darling. Yes. Remember, cocaine isn't filling. Bye. <laughs> That's mean. All right, so, uh, Kaylin, you are able to return to the Fiskasoka. Uh, it is definitely a slightly more dour mood in the afternoon. Uh, the crew is still working hard. They're still kind of mending stuff around the boat. At this point, everybody knows they're not going to go out fishing today. So the captain is not going to make money. So their wages are not going to be looking good at the end of the week. Yeah. Uh they are hoping to be able to get all this work done so they can go out tomorrow, but they'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, uh, and there's a there's a lot more quiet grumbling than was happening this morning. Uh, I'm going to try and keep an eye on the first mate who's been keeping an eye on me uh, mm-hmm. just to see if I can figure out some sort of like pattern for like or reason why he might be watching me other than I'm the new mm-hmm. guy. Uh, do you talk to any of the other sailors about it? Uh, no, I don't think I would. Okay. Uh, I'm b- suspecting that maybe I should, but I, I don't think Kaylin would. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, so you definitely catch him watching you a few times. Uh, and you notice any time you are chatting with the other sailors, he's always, like, hovering. 
Oh, okay. Uh, uh, he also is pulling this same kind of routine with Jan. Uh, anytime Jan strikes up a conversation, he's like five feet away, just kind of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's going on? What's happening here? Uh, you get very strong vice principal energy from this man. Ah, okay. Ooh. Which I feel is a very definite character choice on his part. Yep. Rancid, rancid vibes. <laughs> Shots fired at vice principals everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he always seems to be around. He's always listening. He's always making a nuisance of himself. Um, basically, if you wanted to do anything on this boat without him like being in your business, you would need to make a stealth check. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to, but now I'm kind of tempted because I'm good at stealth. <laughs> uh, what is the thing that you want to do that you don't want him noticing? Uh, uh, Here we stealth, go. Making a stealth check. <laughs> so just like disappearing on the shift where he can't see you? Oh, actually, that's a good idea. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try and do it subtly just to see how he reacts like when I show back up. Mm-hmm. All right. Make your stealth check. Okay. One success on six dice. Okay. One success on two dice. Uh, so despite your best efforts, uh, you keep finding like little corners to hide in. Uh, you at one point even disappear below decks uh, where there is a bunch of crates. There's a bunch of fishing hooks. Like he's right at the top of the stairs. Just keeping an eye on you. Okay. Uh, everywhere you go, this man is there hovering. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Okay. Always feel like somebody's watching me. Can't get no privacy. Okay. Uh, That's basically everything I wanted to do on the ship. Marvelous. Uh, For our other folks, what are you doing? So, yeah, I think your idea was a good one. Um, Maybe we should go... uh, Sure, well... The library might actually have something, but it's probably better to start with, yeah, like, the new, is there a newspaper office or would it be in Seattle? Oh, yeah, no. Ballard, remember, Ballard is its own independent town. Uh, so they do have their own newspaper. Okay. So then, yeah, let's go check the, ask them at the newspaper about, like, just ask them about that ship if they have any information on mm-hmm. what happened to the ship. Yeah, we were wanting to just uh, see when uh, when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the give me one quick second waiting for them to be like it disappeared 100 years ago now keep in mind Seattle was only founded about 50 years I ago I know I know I'm being finished. and yet 100 and yet. years ago <laughs> ah fascinating uh, so uh, there is a news service uh, who brings newspapers in from Seattle, but there is not an official newspaper just yet. Mm. Well, would whoever runs the news service, like, or would they be up on the... Is there not not our library, but is there just a library? There is at not this at point? this time. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, you suspect that the best plan here would be just to ask around the docks, given that it's a boat. That makes sense. Sure. 
you might also I like w- ask the dockmaster or something, see if they like keep records of ships that disappear, something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah, and there is a harbor master uh, who can definitely help provide records. So I won't even make you do a role for that one. Cool. Uh, I did like your idea for the newspaper, though, but I had to see if there was one that existed at the time. And it turns <laughs> out Ballard's first newspaper was made in 1890. Oh, so close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if we're going by strict timelines, uh, well, I mentioned Julian we, being we are, Filipino we are, American. But... I mean, yeah, because the first Filipino, I remember looking it up, the first Filipino immigrants weren't even there at this time. So, hey, you know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We're rewriting history. Exactly. It's, it's called it's fine. Fiction. It's fine. Uh, so uh, you talk to the harbor master who does have detailed records. Uh, and after a little looking is able to find the Laksayager, uh, which means the salmon hunter. Uh and that boat actually ran aground in the northwest side of Elliott Bay. Uh, it was written off as an insurance loss uh, and was abandoned. Uh, and that happened about two years ago. So do you not find it interesting that if... Okay, before I say this... uh. It was written off as an insurance loss. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was wrecked, would they not have salvaged? Uh, in this instance, uh, had they done so, uh, the harbor master is able to inform you that had anything been brought back, the insurance would have been a smaller payout. Mm. So it kind of seems like it was an insurance scam of, oh no, my boat sank. Could you salvage any of it? Nope, nope, not even no, a little no, bit. No, it's, it's totally gone. Totally. I'm going to need that whole payout. That's 100% <laughs> loss, buddy. Sorry about that. Classic yeah. Seattle. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, maybe I'm having a hard time visualizing something. Is this, so, like, where, sorry, how do I describe this? Is this, like, it? it, it is a wreck, or it is, like, a shipwreck that has sunk like what am i visualizing here for this thing so think of it as a ship that crashed on some rocks okay uh in the wilder undeveloped corners of elliott bay so where there's no towns there's no uh, cities the ship basically ran aground okay so it didn't sink Mm -hmm. so Okay, because that's what was that's what was weirding me out was this idea that it's two years under sea and the mast is in pristine condition. No, no, like crashed on some rocks. Got it. That makes more sense. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Quinn. Is there anything else you want to do while you're on the boat? Uh, no. Well, can I make a best friend? Uh, you have one. His name is Jan. I mean, someone else. Actually, no. I take that back. You have one. His name is Julian. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little schmutz. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> that was an amazing Filipino I accent. I was I loved the adopted it. mom. It's definitely Julian. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I want to make a new best friend so that I have like a, uh, a work friend. Yeah, a confidant with whom I can mm-hmm. uh, discuss these matters. Uh, I will say yes, but you'll have to make a manipulation test to do so. Uh, oh. The 
folks on the ship are definitely a little gun shy at the moment. Okay. Uh, uh, especially after another accident, they are feeling nervous. Can I instead use inspiration and my liquor? To... Oh, my! Oh, the liquor doesn't give a plus one though, does it? Uh, I think it gives a bonus to manipulation. Uh, it gives uh, so it's bonuses plus oh, one. Oh, inspire with alcohol. Yeah. Yep. It does give a bonus though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a plus one bonus. Okay, so. The bonus is listed separately from its effect. So I would imagine that we mm-hmm. could actually use the bonus on anything. Uh, uh, within reason. Within reason, yeah. So, I mean, I'll just make a mani- manipulation check. And if you let me use the liquor, then I'll get a plus one. Uh, well, actually, liquor, it says inspire with alcohol. Fine wines, it says inspire and manipulate with alcohol. So I think it is going to be inspiration. Uh, but I'll let you make an inspiration check instead. Okay. Well, it's the same role. This so. time. Oops. <laughs> so how many successes did you get? Uh, zero on four dice. Nice. Do you want to push that roll? I, uh, uh, no, I'll pass. I'll just be sad. Uh, you fit in great with the crew. Uh, <laughs> so, again, it's not that they are not friendly to you. Yeah. But there is a little bit more of a sense of reserve, a sense of... They don't want to... Even a little bit of defeatism. They, they don't want to name the, the sick puppy that might die. Kind of <laughs> accurate. Um, Ouch. And there, there is also a lot of blame that's starting to be thrown around on whose fault is this. Uh, you hear, like, at least one person say, like, even the luck of the Irish wasn't enough. <laughs> so they're... There is clearly a lot that's weighing down on these sailors. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm done. All right. Uh, Phoenix, were you going to follow through that plan and head over to the Brunswick a little bit earlier and see if you can get some music going? Yes. Um, yes. Not as an okay I guess. No, I, I guess where, where I'm going, because I want to make sure that I'm supporting our plan, so I too will go out of character. Um, why is it that I'm trying to go undercover and we're not just showing up? I don't like, know. I, I will, I will play along. I, I Phoenix don't get it. So I just want to make yeah. sure I understand what I'm trying to yeah. do. So I think it's really suspicious that you guys showed up. And if you just showed up again, asking questions again about the ship that, uh, I worry that people will start to, suspect that you're trying to i don't know investigate things uh whereas if you just happen to be there and playing your fiddle then you know that gives you a reason to be there uh like completely separate from kaylin okay so i mean we don't i mean given um, that so... julian has never played his fiddle there before it's going to be suspicious either way well but they the sailors don't know that do they oh that's their regular they spot it's that's a regular. their frequent hangout. Oh, yeah. never mind. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, we established that we were your friends, so I don't think that it's too suspicious if we just show up. Okay. So you're probably. Fine. So yeah. Okay. So we're. I guess we'll skip that. Especially yeah. Now that we've figured out that this is their haunt. So yeah, that would be weird if I just suddenly showed up there. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah, I think uh, we'll probably just uh, just go on in and meet up with our with our friend Kalen. Perfect. 
I will say that even though Sophie is a, um, you know, modest landowner <laughs> at this point, uh, like she knows how to mix with, I mean, you know, based on where she mm-hmm. grew up and stuff, she knew she knows how to mix with either with different parts I was of about the to city. Say, she you know, can like in, work on either side of the deadline and get right, along just fine. Right. Yeah. Oh, Sophie, I have the perfect costume for this. I'll be right back. And he's going to go dress up like a oh. fisherman. I love it. <laughs> oh, my so God. He's going to have like oil stains on his face, but it's all grease paint. Delightful. Oh, my goodness. I am here for this. Uh, um, but Julian, darling, make sure you keep your uh, hands in your pockets because... Uh, it will be obvious because they're so soft. You know, you don't have, you only have the the calluses from your playing. You don't have like workman's hands, you know? Well, it depends on the work now, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, for future reference, just so everyone knows, every time I cackle, that's not Sophie, that's Eric. Not every that's cackle Eric is in character. That's how nope. it works. All right. All right. I think that's probably just about where we'll call it. As we wrap up, we slowly pan out over the Ballard docks. The sun is just starting to sink behind the Olympic Mountains, still just barely visible through the clouds gathering on the western horizon. Julian Benavides and Sophie Inga's daughter share their findings and discuss what Vasen may be at work aboard the Fiskesoker although Julian is slightly distracted, deciding what to wear for his first appearance at the Brunswick. Kaylin Tegan and the fishing ship's crew wrap up for the day, making their way down the gangplank. While they joke together, there's a hard edge of tension to their words, a tightness in the chest, and a strained note in every laugh, as each sailor thinks about the accidents which have happened, and who among them is to blame. Captain Jakob Norland watches his crew go, running his hand over his elaborately braided beard. He reaches into his vest and withdraws a plain gold ring. He stares at it until the last bit of day disappears behind the mountains, and then he heads below deck to his cabin. He doesn't notice either of the shadowy forms which watch him go and then push and jostle one another in the wake of his departure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Spirits and Monsters of Old Seattle. Our theme song is Myths and Legends by Robert Bruckmeyer, which is playing right now. Our music is by Andreas Lundström, and you can hear more of his work on the Sweden Rolls podcast. Link in the show notes. Our editor is Hannah Cheney. If you're enjoying this show, please take two minutes to rate and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. I know every podcast says it, but it really does make a difference and helps us continue to grow the show. Finally, remember the motto of the library. Fear gives way to knowledge. Knowledge gives way to wisdom. And wisdom gives way to the truth. Until next time.